We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi, and I'm reporting from a whole new place now. I recently moved into my new apartment down in Florida, closer to the world. And I just want to tell you guys that I'm all settled in and I'm nice and comfy. And today you are listening to me from here instead of where i usually record from okay and we're on the road with mickey and in this case it's a literal on the road with mickey because sophie is down in florida oh yeah so you know this opens up a lot of possibilities where we might have some podcasting like on location type stuff where where sophie reports from Disney Springs, or Sophie checks in from Universal City Walk, or um, maybe she checks in from um, the Magic Kingdom, or something like that. So, so there's we'll endless possibilities. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But um, as always, this is on the road with Mickey. This is episode number thirty-nine now, and it's for September twenty-eighth, twenty twenty. And our feature topic this week is our top Disney restaurants. You know, way back in episode four, so back in January, we did an episode on our uh, favorite quick service restaurants. And it was a short episode in part because I was fighting a really bad cold and I sound horrible. So don't go back and listen to episode four. Just wipe it off of the memory. But um, we thought we'd come back and we would talk about our top Disney restaurants of any kind. They can be table service, counter service, whatever floats your boat. So um, so check in and listen to our selections for our top restaurants and see whether or not they are on your list. And also let us know if they are your top restaurants or what your top restaurants are. So, um, so that's our feature topic. But as always, we are going to get started with some cheddar from the Big Cheese. And we've got some exciting cheddar. Um, we've got some that's kind of crazy, but we have some that's kind of fun, too. So, Sophie, why don't you take the first one for us? I would absolutely love to because this piece of cheddar is an extremely adorable thing that I'm sure everyone will want to hear about. And... It involves a new baby Maasai giraffe that was born in Animal Kingdom on September 22nd. She is a beautiful baby girl. She has not been named yet, to my knowledge, but her mother is Mara and her dad is George. Congratulations to the proud parents. Exactly. Yeah, no name yet, uh, which is not uncommon. And, you know, I, I just... I'm going to put it out there right now that I think she should be named Rafiki because Rafiki is a great name for any giraffe, male or female. Don't you think? I think it's a great name for a friend because (laughs) that's what it means. Yeah. So, but anyway, she's doing really well. So congratulations to Mara and George and Congratulations to the team over at Animal Kingdom. And um, Sophie, Mommy and I were talking about this at lunch today, and we learned that that this um, Maasai giraffe is actually the 35th giraffe born at Animal Kingdom. Oh, wow. They so have a 
booming cool. population, don't they? Yeah, they have a program called the um, oh gosh, what is it? The something it's the SSP something survival program, and it's um, a program designed to help the um, population of of animals in the known world in the regular world that um, are under um, that are under um, threat of extinction so this is a program to help you know keep that from happening so it's a very important program and so um, so this was one of those 35 that was born under that program so I think it's kind of cool um, but anyway moving on to our next piece of Cheddar, we are still going slightly nuts over Disneyland. Um, you know, the Disney executives um, came out on record and said that they're in limbo. You know, they're they're waiting to get reopening guidelines from the governor of California, from Governor Newsom. And right now, that's not happening. So they don't know when they're going to open. Um, but I do know um, that we received our Disney email um, as a travel agent. We received our email that said that um, cancellation emails to guests are slated to arrive for arrivals on October 10th. So, you know, I, I kept saying that I think they're going to open in October, but the longer this drags out, the less likely I'm going to be right. So hopefully this August resolves soon. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, from what we saw when we were at Disney world in July, we saw how well done it was that they took everything so seriously, you know? So to me, it, it I just want to see the same seriousness applied at Disneyland. And I think it can be, and will be. And I just waiting for, Everyone did all those ducks to get in a row so they can reopen. So, agreed. But over in Hawaii, you want to take this next one, or do you want me to take it and then you take the last? I would love to take this next one. Unlike Disneyland, Alani, the DVC resort in Hawaii, that stands for Disney Vacation Club mm -hmm. in Hawaii, is planned on. A phased reopening starting on November 1st, so at least we have a date for that one. And hopefully, hopefully, Disneyland will follow soon after. I remember Aunt Sheila actually showed me some cheddar myself, and it says that Disneyland is, they're ready. They're ready yeah. to reopen, and they're about to make contact with the governor of California to try and push those reopening plans to getting passed. Yeah, and I think they already have made contact. Um, so it's a matter of, mm -hmm. you know, waiting. And, and you know, there's so much reason for them to reopen. But, um, but you know what? It's not in their... It's not in their hands right now. So, but anyway, we're going to move on from COVID talk, but um, we do have one last bit of cheddar and that is a sign of things returning to a more normal environment. Two things have happened, Sophie, on this past weekend. So the weekend of the 26th and 27th, Chefs de France reopened. So you can now make a table service reservation at France in Epcot's World Showcase, and also in Epcot, um, earlier last week, there was um, reports that some fireworks testing had been going on at Epcot um, in the World Showcase Lagoon um, for one of the shows that um, will probably be there for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So Wonderful. it's exciting news. And, um, and, you know, I read an article where they were talking about how it seemed like it would be more um, logical for fireworks to resume first at Epcot because with, with the World Showcase Lagoon, you have a lot more space 
to spread out. And so you're able to have a much easier way of being socially distanced from while mm-hmm. watching fireworks. Whereas in Magic Kingdom, everyone just slams together in, in Main Street um, for the most part. So so that makes it less likely that those fireworks will be back anytime soon. But at Epcot, I could see it certainly happening. So two big things happened, and I'm excited because it means that we're getting back to new normal, you know, to mm-hmm. back to a normal sort of environment. So, and just a reminder, you know, we record these and we post them on our YouTube channel and you can find us on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com and search for on the road with Mickey. And we would love it if you subscribed and liked our videos and let us know what you want to see on YouTube because we have some other content out there as well. We have some ride videos. We have um, we have some shows. We have um, like Carousel Progress out there. We have um, Pirates of the Caribbean out there, and we have some other stuff. So we'd love it if you would check it out and let us know what you think of them. Um, so you can. I'll put the link in the show notes, and you can. Um, also, go just go straight to YouTube and search for On the Road with Mickey. All mm-hmm. right? And that finishes up our cheddar from the Big Cheese. And so that takes us to our feature topic. And Sophie, like we talked, our feature topic is our top Disney restaurants. And that can be quick service, counter service. Um, if you want a popcorn at the kiosk over in town square that can be your favorite sort of restaurant it's kind of a restaurant maybe a little bit Eh, that might be a stretch yeah but um but and it's not just in the parks it could be at the resorts it could be over at disney springs um all sorts of things you know so so let's take it away sophie do you have a top disney restaurant that you want to you want to give a shout out to well I have to say, the way we set up this question to be answered was very open-ended, so I've actually taken the liberty of choosing a few restaurants, all based around which park they're in, because the park matters so much on this channel. Yeah. So, I have to ask you, before I start, which park would you like to hear about first? I want to hear about Hollywood Studios. All right. Well, I have to say that my my top restaurant in Hollywood Studios is one that I actually haven't been to in a very long while, and that would be 50s Primetime. Ah, I love the 50s, and I love the style of the restaurant. It is a mm-hmm. family style with a twist in that you are sucked into the atmosphere and you become part of the family and your waitress is known as Ma and she yep. and it is always 6:30 at 50s prime time because that is the ideal time for dinner and Ma is serving you dinner and do not I repeat do not be a whiny baby around Ma like my dad was when we went there <laughs> you want to <laughs> tell that story I would love to tell that story. So here's the setting. We were having dinner. It was it was my wife, Cindy, and Sophie and myself. And we were there with um, my sister-in-law, Nancy, and her husband, Otis, and their daughter, Anna Jane, and um, also with um, Anna Jane's grandma, Nancy's mom, Sherry. And with my niece, Stephanie, and her boyfriend at the time. And we um, were all eating there. And we had a big reservation. And they sat us down. And we're handing out our silverware and whatnot. And I noticed that there was one silverware short. And I was like, uh, Ma, excuse me, but... But you, but were one short on the silverware, and immediately Ma, who had a very much a New York, New Jersey accent, goes, "Oh, we have a whiner," and all of a sudden, 
she starts going off onto this story about whiners and no one likes a whiner and all that. And so, so, but she did get me a silverware, but it was so mm-hmm. funny. It was so funny. <laughs> yep. And Grandma Sherry was the party pooper. I don't remember exactly what she did. And my mom was the first member of the Clean Plate Club. Yeah, she was. Yep. Yeah, Grandma Sherry also, she said something about um, about how I didn't do something or whatever. And, and all of a sudden, Grandma Sherry was the party pooper. And then, um, and Nancy did not want to finish her green beans. And let me tell you, when you're at 50s prime time, you need to finish your green beans. Because if you don't, then what they do is they take away your green beans and they go doctor it up with whipped cream and, and some candy, candy pieces and whatnot. And they serve it back to you for you to finish. It was really nasty looking. <laughs> Ew. I forgot but, about that part. Yeah, but you're right. You have to finish. You have to be part of your clean plate club or you will not be able to get dessert. Yep. So, so and anyway. They actually serve a lot of food there. It is it's really fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot like Whispering Canyons, which is a it is a restaurant. restaurant. Sorry. Sorry, I mixed up my words. It's a restaurant in the Wilderness Lodge, and we've eaten there as well. Their bottomless milkshakes are delicious, but I will leave. I will leave it on that note, Daddy. What about you? So I was going to say that um, that yeah, the Fifties Primetime Cafe is really good, and um, and it's definitely one that I recommend. And you know what? I think at some point we need to make another reservation to eat there again. We because really do. It has yeah. been a long time since we ate there. And yeah, it um has. and you know, for table service restaurants at Hollywood Studios, I think it's on my list as well. Mm-hmm. So we actually ate there a time before that or time after. I think it was before. And we um we were at our table. And there was a table next to us um, because it was just, you know, the three of us at this at this situation or this reservation. And um, when we when they sat us, you know, they're saying, you know, she was like saying, well, I'm Ma. And then these are your cousins. OK. And they were at the next table over and we didn't know them, but they were cousins, <laughs> you know, and um and it actually turned out that the that the family at the table next to us was from a, an area of North Carolina that isn't that far from us. And we're from, we're, you know, we, we live in Raleigh. So, so it really was almost like they were cousins because we were both from North Carolina and they were only about an hour away. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so that was kind of cool that they really were almost cousins, you know? Wow. So, so we have a couple good stories for 50s Primetime Cafe. Mm-hmm. So, Sophie, moving on to another park. Yeah. You picked the park this time. And let's see what you want to announce or ask me for my top restaurant at that park. Well, Danny, why don't we go with your top restaurant again? And I want to say... I want to say Magic Kingdom. What's your top restaurant there? Okay. Well, there's several places I like at the Magic Kingdom. You know, um, I like the Crystal Palace because of the character in it, meet and greet. Mm-hmm. I like, um, you know, we ate at Tony's this past trip in July. And I liked it because we hadn't eaten there in so long. It had been probably 12 years, I want to say, since we'd eaten there. And it was good, you know, and I enjoyed it. Um, so that, but that one's not a top restaurant, I don't think. Um, 
I also like Liberty Tree Tavern, and you know we're going to be eating there in November on Thanksgiving yep. Day. Thanksgiving. So that's that's an exciting one because that's family style, and that'll be Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and I haven't been there for dinner, but I have been there for lunch, and I liked um, back when it was counter service for lunch. I liked be our guest for lunch. Mm. You know. Um, and I also liked the um, Columbia Harbor House for lunch. Oh, you know? yeah. Lunch yeah. or dinner because it's a counter service. So it's kind of hard to pick just one. But I think if I had to pick it, I would probably say Crystal Palace. Go back to the first one I mentioned. Because of the character interaction and because it's such a pretty restaurant, you know, with the the beautiful facade and it's a wide open hall and and you know the characters are just wandering around and you get pictures with them you get autographs you get a lot of food to eat because it's a buffet and and it's just great and we have a lot of good memories from when we've eaten there in the past so i think for the magic kingdom i'm going to say the crystal palace and Mm. you know if if liberty tree was still a character dining then that might be on my list um, as higher up, but um, but it's not. So so there you go, choice made. <laughs> yep. What about you, Soph? Well, I agree with you. There are a bunch of restaurants at the Magic Kingdom that I really, really, really love. I have to say, I've never eaten there before this year, but Pecos Bill Cafe, one. It is huge, and that is wonderful to me. But two, it also has some really good food there, and it's quick and out of the sun, mm-hmm. and it's just a great place to go cool off. Yeah, and you're right. I was, very th- I was very thankful for it when we were there in July because poor Mommy, she was just dying from that heat, and... It was a good place to go. We could all cool off and we could get back up on our feet. There was always a place for you to sit there because I don't think that place could ever be filled. But that is not my all-time favorite one. I do love it and I'm Mm -hmm. grateful for it. But I have to say that my all-time favorite Magic Kingdom restaurant would have to be Cinderella's Royal Table. Oh my gosh, yeah. And how could I not even mention that? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's called a brain cramp or something, because that should have been on my list too. Yeah, so go big or go home. Tell me why CRT is your is your favorite. Cinderella's Royal Table. Well, when we ate there, the last that I remember, it was late at night, mm-hmm. and we were right by the windows, I believe. Yes, we were, well, we weren't far from the windows. We had a big group, so mm-hmm. so we weren't able to be right at the windows. If, this, if I'm thinking of the same one you are. Yep, and we, and all I remember is I had a giant goblet, a beautiful giant goblet of apple juice, and I it was very delicious. Of course, apple juice is always delicious, but. What I remember most about it was we were getting done with our meal, and all of a sudden we heard a huge bang outside, and we look out the window, and the fireworks show was starting. Yeah. Yep. It was so pretty to see, and me being a little girl at the time had no idea that the fireworks didn't happen right above the castle, and I had no idea that I would be able to watch the fireworks from the castle. Yeah. So the fact that I still got to see them for, at that time from inside such a beautiful hall because the hall itself is absolutely gorgeous. I love everything right. about it. The theming is impeccable. And to see the fireworks from inside there it felt like it felt like a dream. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And um and not only did were you able to see the fireworks outside the windows, which we had to look through because um, we didn't, like I said, we didn't have a window seat because we had a party of eight. Um, yeah. So it was a big group. But 
they also had the show music coming on inside the dining hall as well. So mm-hmm. we, we got the whole show just from within. And so that was really neat. And, um, you know, when we first made that reservation, and when I first made that reservation, Sophie, I thought and it, that reservation for everyone that's listening was at 8.30 p.m. And we had we had some young kids with us. We had like a, what, a five-year-old and a two-year-old maybe. Um, so we were really worried about it being too late for them. Um, yeah. But their parents that were that were there with us said, no, let's keep it. And you know what? We'll just have a late snack in the afternoon before, before dinner. So that'll hold them over. And, um, we did that. And, um, so that eight thirty time window ended up being perfect. And, you know, what I thought was a horrible time just ended up being a really great time for being able to experience all of that. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, that that was a great a great trip and a great memory of that meal. So so you're right, Cinderella's Royal Table is where it's at. Yeah. I love Cinderella's Royal Table. Well awesome. then. What about the next park? Which one are we going next? Well, um I would say that one of the things that I would look at is sorry, someone walked into my office. Gotcha. Um, I would say when this, let's save Epcot for last and let's look at Animal Kingdom. I agree. Best okay. for last. Okay. So for Animal Kingdom, Sophie, are you going to highlight a quick service? Or a counter service or a table service restaurant? I have to say, as much as I love the table service restaurants, you, when it comes to Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom is not meant for table service, in my humble opinion. You can disagree with me, and I will respect your opinion. But for me, Animal Kingdom is the kingdom of quick service. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to miss what's going on outside. And if you get for a, t- a table service, you're going to be stuck inside. So I have to Makes say sense. that my favorite Animal Kingdom restaurant is a quick service simply called the Yak and Yeti. Yak and Yeti. I know it. I know it you, well. We ate there in July. Beat, no, you cannot beat the Yak and Yeti. Absolutely cannot. Do you remember what you had when last time you ate there? I had egg rolls the last time I ate there. And I think and you had pot stickers of some sort. I had I had chicken fried rice. Oh which I always get chicken fried rice. But um but I was gonna say for your egg rolls, you had it was an order of two and those were very big egg rolls. They were probably about five inches long, each of them. And, um, and yeah, maybe even six inches. So, yeah, they were about that big and that thick. Yeah. So they were good. That's a good, oh, yeah. it was, you know, it was not a, not a big price. And it was a lot of food for that. And that was the perfect amount for what you wanted. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, and, of course, and, there's the water. The yeah. water was key. Yeah. But um, you know, the the chicken fried rice is good and I think I think mommy got orange chicken or something like that. Um and you know, that kind of environment is perfect cuz you can share a lot of it, you know? You can have, you know, break up that fried rice into, you know, a couple different plates and a couple people eat off of it and the same thing with the with the the chicken and and the egg rolls, you know, break them up into two or three little little servings, you know, and it just works out well. So Yep. They so. make sure that you get enough food for your money. Yeah. They do not leave you hungry. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a good that's a good thing to keep in mind. Um but you know, that that's a good one. 
I don't know if it's my top restaurant there, though. Although, it seems like every time I'm like, let's go have Yak and Yeti. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of other ones that are really good, too. So it's kind of like a 1A, 1B for me. You know, Yak and Yeti. Um, and, of course, Yak and Yeti, you can also make a table service restaurant reservation. And mm-hmm. um, so if you want to sit down and get out of the, the heat a bit or, or just to get a little off your feet, that's an option as well. But yep. what I was going to say is another one, another option is the Flame Tree Barbecue, which is also counter service. And um, and that's one that I really like a lot. Um, it's got really good barbecue and really good environment for sitting down. Um, you're in the middle of the, of the woods and whatnot, so you can have some shady spots and things like that. And it's just a really good environment. We haven't eaten there in in quite a while. So it's got to be on our list for the next time, I think, at least to pick up a to-go order. Yeah. And um, and then over in Pandora, um, there's Satuli Caf- Cantina. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, that's a good one. They have a lot of good food there, too. And... Um, and all three of those that we mentioned, other than the table service for Yak and Yeti, they all have a quick service component. And so they're all quick service. So so that's, so that will save you um, some time and some money when it comes to, um, when it comes to eating at, at Animal Kingdom. So. Yep. So that takes us, Sophie, to the. The park with the hardest to choose restaurant for a favorite. Maybe because for you. Because it's Epcot and there are probably 10 to 12 restaurants that are top notch. That's true. That's true. However, the choice for me and I believe the choice for you as well is actually pretty easy. Okay. So you go ahead and tell us the choice then. The choice, I believe, is the Garden Grill for both of us. <laughs> you know, I'm having Chick-fil-A Diet Lemonade, and it's really good. <laughs> cool. I'm having Fanta Orange. There you go. I was going to say, before our July trip, Hands down, you're absolutely right. Garden Grill is where it's at. But? But this last trip when we ate at the Garden Grill, I don't know what it was. It wasn't the characters. The characters still, we still had fun with the characters, even though we couldn't get hugs and close pictures and whatnot. Um. But the food was just okay. I don't know what was what was off about it, but it just wasn't as good this time. So, so for know. me, it, it's still a top-notch restaurant that I love to eat at. But I also have others that I don't mind trying out. You know, that's and true. If you know, and it also depends on your palate and what you're in the mood for. But, um, you know, Via Napoli is still one of my favorite restaurants because uh, they had the best pizza there in the world, in, at least in the, the Disney world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't eaten at, we haven't eaten at the seas. Um, there's a place at the seas? Yeah, there's the Coral Reef. Um, oh, there's a restaurant there where you can eat and I you're by the by the aquarium. So that's one that we might want to try. And we haven't eaten there. Definitely. Um, you know, there's well, some others that we still have on our list to try, like like um the one in Great Britain um that serves the fish and chips. That's the Rosen Crown. Um La Cellier is a is a signature restaurant so that's going to be very expensive as far as that goes we haven't eaten there um chefs de france i think i would like to try at some point Mm. 
and and on and on and on. There's a boatload of them that we haven't eaten at. But um, I think of of Epcot dining. My two jams are Garden Grill and Via Napoli. But you know what? Beer Garden is good too. So. Yeah, Beer Garden was pretty good. The only problem is that there's no way they could make it gluten free because it's a brewery too. Right. Exactly. So we, we can't eat there. With Sheila and Jagan and Randy, that's unfortunate, but um, but it's a good one to eat at though. So there's a lot of good ones to eat at. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? You didn't even, we didn't even touch on, and so I might have three tops at Epcot um, because um, Akershus with Princess Storybook Dining in Norway is really good also. You You're know. Right. So the Thanksgiving dinner, it was amazing. So I actually think I will put that one as 1A, and then Garden Grill and um, and Via Napoli as 1B and 1C. You know, because I, I would be happy at all three of them. So, and, and I think this last time was just a, was just... Just that one time, it was just a little bit different. Not quite up to what I always expect. But I don't know. I still but, think the goldfish and the mac and cheese was genius. Yeah. So so anyway, I'll definitely try it again. I just thought that it wasn't quite what I what I wanted um, for that experience to be. And so. Mm-hmm. All right. So bonus round. Do you have a restaurant at a resort that you want to throw out there? Maybe not a resort, but I will say Disney Springs. Okay. Well, give me a restaurant at Disney Springs you like. Okay. So there is this Irish pub place at Disney Springs, and they have the best fish and chips. And I'm the only problem is that I forgot their name. Hold on. Give me a sec. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's... Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. There's two components to it. There's Raglan Road. Which is the table service component. Mm-hmm. And then there's the counter service component, which is where we ate. And we ate there with... Um, Mommy and I met you guys there um, yep. over Thanksgiving weekend one, one year with mm-hmm. Sheila and Randy and Jagan. And they're the ones that introduced us to it. So, so that one um, was counter service, but it's basically the same kitchen. And you can, I think you can order the same menu for the most part. So, so it's yep. really kind of cool. Um, and I can't remember the name of the counter service one either. So Hold on. I'm looking. Okay. While you're looking there, I will say that at Disney Springs, um, you know, one place that I really like is, um, and it's a quick service, and it's really easy to... To get in and get out. Cooks and of Dublin. Cooks of Dublin. Thank you, Sophie. Mm-hmm. But Cooks the one Dublin. that I was going to say is a sandwich spot, and it's the Earl Sandwich. Mm-hmm. They have great sandwiches. It's quick. It's easy. You get your food. You sit down. You eat. And, you know, and you're filled because it's a lot of food, and it's not a lot of it's not a heavy hit on your wallet. So... Orola sandwich to me is worth is worth checking out if you're at Disney Springs and you want something quick. Um, and you know there's so many new restaurants there that we haven't mm-hmm. been to. You know, so Vivoli il gelato. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of them. Um, there's one bar George and Amanda and Carl went there for dessert and had a funny story from it, which I need to get them on. So that they can tell us that funny story. Because mm-hmm. it was so funny. But I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to leave that for when I can convince Amanda to join the show, Sophie. A tiny little more leverage. Let's go. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Um, so, but there's a lot of them. There's also, um, I think there's the chicken guy. And mm-hmm. there's some other ones, too. So, so anyway, there's a lot of restaurants that you should try out 
at Disney Springs, and we talked about a bunch of them on our podcast from Disney Springs when we talked about Disney Springs and what goes on there. So, um, so that was episode. That was. What was it? Episode. Episode seventeen. Episode gotcha. 17, Exploring Disney Springs. Gotcha. So, so keep that in mind, people, if you are interested in, um, in learning more about Disney Springs, go check that out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would say that when it comes to resorts, um, there are a lot of resorts and a lot of um, good restaurants at these resorts. And one of the resorts that we've eaten for breakfast, we've never eaten there for dinner, and we're going to be eating there um, on this upcoming trip is Kona Cafe. Now, oh. Kona Cafe is known for their Tonga toast, of course, for breakfast, mm-hmm. which is super sweet, super huge, and actually too sweet and too big for me so it's not quite on my list of of foods i've got to just have um but they also have kona cafe you can get it for lunch and dinner and at dinner i think in lunch and dinner and the menu then is polynesian more with like a twist on seafood and chinese dishes and things like that polynesian fair like you would find a mix of different things like um you know like some really good um yep poly type dishes so so that's i know I'm, I'm horribly ruining it but um but that's definitely on our reservation list for this coming trip in november so i'm excited about mm-hmm. about having that happen and seeing what it's going to be like so so that'll be one we'll report back on after we eat there, right, Soph? Right. So, but, you know, there's a boatload of different places to eat um, throughout Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just kind of touched on some of our favorites. But I want to know what your favorites are. So if you are interested, send us an email. You can send it to info at ontheroadwithmickey.com. Or you can send us a voicemail message to our voicemail box. It's 919-799-3680. And and let us know what your favorites are. Or you can go on to our um, Facebook group, On the Road with Mickey group, and talk about your favorite restaurants there and, um, and so forth. So let us know. And thanks for joining us. Just let us know what your favorites are. So, Yep, I was about to say, don't forget, we're not quite done yet, Daddy. Oh, uh, no. I but, heard um, you going to say, see you on the road, and I was like, wait, 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 we're not done. No, I wasn't going to say that. But, um, but we are done with our feature topic, unless you have one last thing you want to add. Nope, I say we are done, and I think it's time that we moved on to this day in Disney history. Hey. Well, go for it, Sophie. What do you got for us? I have two things concerning Epcot, and I think they are rather interesting. And they are side by side when it comes to the years, and they are in 1981 and 82. All right, 1981, September 28th. The Miami Herald reports this. With the opening of Epcot, Center next fall, Disney officials hope to launch an entirely new generation of lovable, laughable characters. Mm. To that end, they have banned Mickey Mouse from the elaborate new theme park and declared it the domain of the new characters. Dozens of characters will be born on the stages of Epcot Center, and artists are now striving to develop individual personalities and voices for every one of them. A single character, if he captures the public imagination, will be worth millions to the company. Yeah. And now, how, well, we, how well did banning Mickey from Epcot work? 
Oh, it went horribly. But we do have a few new characters at Epcot, and I can name one of them. Do you know who I might be talking about, Daddy? I'm going to guess Duffy. I was not thinking Duffy. I was thinking Figment, for he captures the public imagination as he is a figment of imagination. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. He is probably one of the ones that they were coming up with for Epcot. I do not have any list of characters to go along with this statement. All I have is the rumors that the Miami Herald reported in 1981. Yeah. Okay. And then, the following year, Uh remember that I said that Epcot would open the fall after 1981? Mm-hmm. Well, in 1982, at Epcot Center, the pavilions of Canada, China, and France open around the World Showcase between 4 p.m. and midnight for a soft opening in preparation for its grand debut. Annual passports, special year-long admission passes, are also introduced at Walt Disney World. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because September 28th would have been just a few days before Epcot opened, because Epcot opened on October 1st. That is correct. So it is, they're hoping to get everything going um, to celebrate the 40th anniversary in 2022. But of course, the 50th anniversary of the Magic, of the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, happens before, which will be on October 1, 2021. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts to that. But um, but yeah, so I didn't know, though, that those pavilions opened early on a soft opening. Yeah. That's I wasn't, cool. Mm-hmm. It is very, very cool. I'm not quite sure exactly what it was like to have them open early. But my guess is that they actually may have allowed certain guests into World Showcase, probably through that back entrance through the friendship boats. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's my guess. Friendship boats and the International Gateway. That's my guess, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Anything else? Nope. That is all I have to say. So why don't we move on to your Disney Who's Who character? Okay. Well, my Disney Who's Who character is a Disney princess. Oh. And she is the daughter of a chief. Hmm. The daughter of a chief. Mm Mm-hmm. But she's also a princess? Yep. I'm going Pocahontas. You're absolutely right. Because Because Moana is not a princess. Yeah. And Pocahontas is the daughter of Chief Powhatan. Pocahontas believes in listening to her heart and following her own path. When her father tells her that she is to marry Kokum, she refuses. She doesn't believe that marrying the brave warrior is the right path for her. Pocahontas communes with nature, often taking advice from the wise grandmother Willow, and enjoys spending time with her animal friends Miko and Flit. She is free-spirited and curious, (coughs) excuse me, always wanting to know what's around the river bend. When she meets the English settler John Smith, Pocahontas is curious about his world as he is about hers. She teaches him about the beauty and importance of nature, and soon finds herself falling in love with the foreigner. Pocahontas bravely throws herself in front of John Smith to prevent her father from executing him. Excuse me. (coughs) Sorry. Her selfless cry for peace stops a war between the settlers and her tribe. And now, real quick, did you know that Pocahontas is part of the Powhatan tribe 
of Virginia, my home state. And she is the only Disney princess to be paid to be based on a real person. That's right, because Mulan was based on a ballad. Yep. So there you go. I thought that was really neat. That is very neat. So. And then our Walt Disney quote is on the subject of education. And this tells us in this Walt Disney quote that education is important, but it also doesn't have to be so serious. So Walt says, and I quote, when the subject permits, we let fly with all the satire and gags at our command. Laughter is no enemy to learning. End quote. So it's a short and sweet quote, but it does tell us, remind us that, you know, there's, it doesn't have to always be so serious and you can still learn and get a lot out of it. So, so that's, that's important. Um, but that's what I got, Sophie. I love it. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me as always. And I want to just remind everyone that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Sophie, thank you for joining me this week. And thank I'm glad that it's working me. out with the new digs and that mm-hmm. um, that it's all going to keep going and we're going to be able to have as good a show as we always did. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we will see you on, see the, you road. on the road. Bye. Bye.